It's Mel. And Kel. And this is It's Called Culture. Ever heard of it? It's called Au Natural. Ever heard of it? It's a little update recap. Kind of from our last episode last week where we were talking about how our parents' villages may or may not have had amenities such as deodorant, <laughs> etc. Oh, the amenities that we take for granted <laughs> today. We promised to follow up because we said we had to ask our parents this question about what they actually had for basically like hygiene, personal hygiene type systems in place mm-hmm. in their village before they immigrated. I texted my dad almost immediately and said, dad, did they have deodorant in Agurtorta back in the day? He just responds one word back. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I asked the follow-up question. I said, what did they do? And he said, nada. <laughs> nada. I just, that's what I got. I got two words for him. No and nada. <laughs> He's one word in it with you. And then, oh, and then I actually wrote after that. He said, everyone smell good naturally. <laughs> That's what he said? He said, everyone smelled good naturally. No, my father said opposite, but <laughs> I don't know. So that confirms what we thought we knew. Yeah. Kind of had an idea that they didn't have deodorant. So when I asked my dad, I was like, but did you guys smell? Like, you know, like the BO, like, did you guys smell? And he just said, like, he's like, yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah, I'm sure we did. But it was just like the scent they were used to on somebody. <laughs> like, it was almost like a natural aroma that came along with them because they didn't have, they didn't know any better. They didn't have the, well, I'm sure they knew any better, but they, that's just something they couldn't afford to have. You know what I just read? I read something about what people used to do pre-deodorant, and it makes a lot of sense because this lines up with what I hear or what I've seen from the villages. They would layer clothing, Mm -hmm. and like the underlayer clothing is what would like soak up all the stench. Yeah. So like think about the pictures that you see, like old-timey pictures of like the men out there. Like they were in like fucking suits. Yeah. Layered clothing with like, you know, your little camisa de bosch, right? Yeah. And like, so they would wash the undershirts like as often as they could. And that's what would like soak up all the stench. And like, you just put a big coat over it. Like, there's no, there's, <laughs> there's no reason for them to be in a fucking suit and coat jacket. It's like tropical weather. Right? <laughs> no, not at all. Our dads probably weren't wearing a business suit. Just basically, they probably couldn't afford that either. They didn't have a lot of photographs from back then anyways, but any photograph I see of like my great grandfather or something, it's like the great grandfather with like all the kids and like he's in a suit and a hat. Like, and I don't know what his profession was. Like he took off that suit and went go milk cows or he milked (laughs) the cows in the suit. Like, I don't know, but they're like dressed like that, like a little top hat situation. You know what I mean? Don't they say like to dress for the job that you want? Is that what, (laughs) is that the saying? So I don't know what they were dressing for, but they were dressing to hold the stink in. And it reminds me of that Dane Cook skit about how he wakes up late and he's like late for work and he doesn't have time to shower. And he just wakes up and he's like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. And he he puts on his his thickest sweater to hold all the stink in. And like, I've I've been there. I've been there before. (laughs) 
hell yeah, I've been there. <laughs> There's just, been days where I'm just like, crap, I didn't put any deodorant on this morning. Fuck. Is that not the worst feeling in the world when you're like en route to work and then you're just like, oh, it's a non-deodorant day. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. And then like all day you're just like managing how you like move your armpits. <laughs> Especially like spring, summer when it's like hot out and I know you're like you're indoors working, but it's just still... You're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> I can't get too close to anybody so they don't smell me. Right. But back in the day, if everybody was just like that, that's just how you live. That was their common. Yeah. You're not embarrassed they, by it. But they knew. I even asked my dad about like toothpaste and he said they didn't have that. No. And I tried to look up the timing of when toothpaste became like common or widespread, at least in the U.S. And it said like after the World War. Because I, yeah. I guess that was like a condition of like the soldiers had to maintain their teeth. I don't fucking know. But then they would come home and then it became like widespread thing that people did like toothpaste and toothbrushes. But in the 1970s, you still weren't doing that in the villages. So it's right. kind of crazy. Yeah. I read what the alternate was because I was like, you got to do something. Your teeth get filmy as fuck, right? Yeah. And they would literally just take like a cloth and just get in there with some water. Just the same way you would wash like the rest of your body. Just imagine having to kiss somebody <laughs> you're on a date. The lack of <laughs> deodorant and teeth brushing did not prevent the number of children. So you, yeah, they were still, still getting it on. <laughs> it was all natural. <laughs> Everyone smelled like it. I'm not saying that my family was doing this in the village, but historically what people would do, you know, like ancient civilizations they would use like mud as an exfoliant oh yeah it makes sense because we kind of use that today well we don't use that today as in like an everyday <laughs> you just not as an everyday treatment but like you pay some top dollar to get that like treatment done at a spa right they've monetized the basic <laughs> basic human rights of putting mud on your body isn't that hilarious you're like in a mud bath and you just pay for that. They would use that as an exfoliant and then just wash off yeah. like in the sea or something. I don't know. Wash off with water. That's it. And I'm sure like it's got all those like minerals, the mud, the dirt, like they have certain minerals. And I'm assuming it. Well, obviously, it's good for the skin. If a spa is making you pay money to, to go in. I bet they were fucking thriving. Listen, I know we're looking at it as if it was like a stinky situation and we have all these fucking products now, these little hygiene products that we pay for and they're all fucking chemicals and we just like slather them yeah. on our bodies every day. Like that's but 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 <laughs> I bet there's something to like the whole pH balance of your system. And we were talking about this this weekend, you and I, but mm -hmm. similar to like your hair, I know I tried this out for a period of time with my hair and I know people who are doing it currently you just stop doing shampoo and conditioner. Yeah. Just wash it off with water. At first, your hair reacts kind of poorly to it because it's so used to having your natural oil stripped from your scalp and all the chemicals from the shampoo. is like, so it, your body has adapted to that over however many years that you've been fucking putting that on your head. So at first, your body like overproduces oils or something. Your hair is like all oily and shit. But then it like it fucking levels out. It finds an equilibrium. And then like you just don't have to do shampoo and conditioner anymore. It finds a balance. And then it's just it's just normal. It's just what you do. You just wash your hair with water and you're done. <laughs> I know that is something I said I wanted to attempt to try. 
I have said that. I'm like, I want to just try washing my hair with water. Maybe not like right now in the summer where it gets like hot and gross. But as we're getting into like our fall and winter, I can definitely attempt to do this. You have to like push through though. So you yeah. have you can't just do it for like a week and be like, oh no, like it's shitty. Yeah, like my you hair's gross. To, like, you gotta get to the other side. I almost want to attempt this because I'm always about like trying to find things for my hair because I'm like obsessed with my long hair. So I'm always like, if I can't, if I don't have to use like shampoo or like certain things, like I'm just trying to get my hair back to healthier, which it is kind of healthy. But if you think about it, it really isn't if I'm using shampoo, conditioner and all these like products. (laughs) I know like after you dye your hair, which obviously is also kind of bad for you too because it's chemicals well after you dye your hair you're supposed to like wash your hair in cold water to like preserve the dye so i don't know if it's cold warm or hot that you need to do (laughs) i use like the bare minimum amount of shit in my hair right now anyways when it gets like feeling like a little dry i'll just give it a little like coconut oil like just straight straight pure coconut oil right from the jar like the stuff you're supposed to cook with not like the Not like a, a shampoo with added coconut oil. No, nope. just sh- straight from the, the I jar. use coconut oil for a lot of stuff. I'll open it like on my face. Like, oh, I'll me do, too. Like, you can rinse it with your mouth. Like you you can like kind of do like a little swishy rinse it in your mouth. It's, it's called like oil pulling. So it's supposed to take like all the toxins out of your mouth. So I'm I'm all full coconut oil. <laughs> I'll do I I switch it up. Like I'll do a little olive oil. Very natural. Yeah. All natural. <laughs> Is olive oil one of the things that your husband allows, like, in his food? I'm sorry. I said olive oil. Coconut oil. I'm sorry. Both of those are, oh, okay. Both of those are allowed in our diet. We are seed okay. oil free. <laughs> yes. So I eat them. I lather myself in them. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, natural. I was doing, at one point, I went no shampoo, no conditioner. I, I like, fully committed to the bit. I was doing a rinse occasionally with... Um, apple cider vinegar because that was like how you cleaned it and if you don't use product like you don't necessarily need to like fight build up or anything like that but like every once in a while i would do like an apple cider vinegar cleanse oh just saying i follow all these hair things too like on instagram because i'm always just trying to find tips for the hair i mean i will do the weirdest shit like i'll just go into the before I'm taking a bath and I'm like oh what can I condition my hair with today and I will literally (laughs) just I'll pour like milk into like a glass and I'll just do like a milk soak like with my hair I'm just like this seems like it's working (laughs) you don't like look into it beforehand you just do it yeah I just do it if any of our listeners are watching this in video format and they're like actually looking at my hair right now because I just got out of the shower and it looks like ratty as hell they're gonna be like oh my god don't ever use those things <laughs> yeah like whatever we're recommending like either listen to us or don't listen to us if you love if your hair is doing what you want it to do right now and you don't want to change a thing don't don't listen to us <laughs> oh you say your own risk but same thing with deodorant like i bet and i haven't tried this because i am not ballsy enough for this yeah but I bet that it's the same thing where like your body smells more because of the overuse of deodorant and that if you totally ditched it, I bet you'd be smelly for some time. But then I bet your body would find some kind of like equilibrium and it would like your pH would balance out and shit and you'd be like 
less smelly than when you use the deodorant all the time. And that's another like great valid point. It's true. You could be right. And then if you want to take it a step further, grow your hair out a little bit. <laughs> Get those moisture wicking properties we talked about. <laughs> and there you go. Voila. My mom was just in San Miguel Island mm-hmm. in the Azores, Portugal, for any of our non-Portuguese listeners. And she sent me this picture and it had a bunch of porta potties lined up. It must have been from her white party that she went to that we talked about or something. I don't know. A festa of some kind. Yeah. And she sent me the picture and she said, did you know they have labeled Porta Johns for men and women? And now in this picture, there were just five Porta Potties, where she's calling them Porta Johns, lined up in a row. And they're on this lovely, nice cobbled, stoned, Portuguese looking street. So cute. I didn't get it. I looked at the picture and then I responded to her. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I was like, how are they labeled for men and women? Because in my eyes, I'm just seeing five porta potties yeah. lined up. And she said pink and blue. And I was like, what? Because like the porta potty is just gray. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what, is she, what is she even talking about? And then I looked and they're like lit up at the top. So like the the very like top, there's like a sliver of like the roof of the porta potty. And it's like, I don't know, there's like a pink glow stick in there or something. <laughs> like it's like just lit up like neon pink at the top only like a sliver and then the three male ones were lit up blue at the top oh i was like are you serious because i thought she was just like kind of joshing with me at first and then she starts telling me she's like do you know how many people went into the wrong ones we just sat and parked ourselves outside the porta potties laughing and yes your dad went to the pink side before he knew it was labeled At one point, a lady was in the pink and she did not lock the door. A guy opened the door and the lady's husband came running to shut the door on the man. He was saying, my wife is in there. It was an elderly guy. (laughs) That's something my mom would do. My mom wouldn't think to lock it. Like, is this a thing? We have gendered porta potties? That's the first that I've heard. And in this particular set, there's five of them and there's three blue, two pink. And that just seems wrong to me. Like, why do men need three and women need two? Men go to the bathroom so much quicker than women. Let's be fucking for real. The men are just whipping it out and they're just peeing on the fucking side of the building. Like, they're not even using the porta potty. You're right. (laughs) We have to squat and it takes a long time to squat. (laughs) There's menstruation to contend with. Maybe like it's a European thing. It's just weird because like in a world where people are trying to get away with gendering things, yeah. which, like, gendering bathrooms in particular, people are trying to get away from that and just having like unisex facilities. And there's nothing more unisex of a facility than a, a, a line of a- porta potties. <laughs> so the fact that they're gendering them is really wild to me. But I also wonder because this is on the island. If that hasn't, like, reaching out to the island yet. <laughs> like, maybe the island is... I know, but, like, this is, so, like, advanced like, technology. The lighting at the top of the porta potty is, like... <laughs> what are we doing here? This is kind of... This is kind of high tech. I don't know. Maybe it just hasn't reached to them. I always think they're always behind us. <laughs> but that was back in the day. We have the internet now, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, back in the day, they were so behind. 
Like our poor parties here are just you go in, you go out, <laughs> man, woman, child. Right. right. Like I think of it at like um one of the big places that I've used porta potties is when I used to tailgate at the Patriots games. So the oh, NFL yeah. football tailgate, and there would just be like big lines of porta potties like in all over the parking lots and stuff. And you'd go there and you're just you're in line, men, woman, men, woman, and you're just going to the open Yeah. Whatever unit. one opens. Right. Door flops, door flops wide open. <laughs> you go in. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming, I guess, maybe the men's one have has like a urine. You know how some of them have a urinal feature in them. Mm-hmm. So maybe the male so, side has a urinal feature, and the woman's doesn't. Okay, so maybe so they want to like let like people know that like if you're a lady and you go into this one, good luck because it's a urinal. <laughs> No, no, it has both. Like, it's still a oh, regular okay. toilet, but then they have, like, a urinal, like, on the side, like, on the left or, or something or the right. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, have, I don't know if men I've need to, men need to shit, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I forgot about that. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> Fucking men. <laughs> but, like, I don't see the need for them to have a urinal and a toilet. Like, come on. What is the what is yeah. the reason? No, yeah, they don't need both. Definitely not. Stare into the uh, deep abyss <laughs> full of shit like everyone else. Okay. Oh god. I try to avoid using any portions as much as I can. Like I do not. I fucking hate that because it's I mean, I'm just not like flexible <laughs> in my thighs cuz squatting <laughs> takes so much effort. But think about that, though. The men, when they just have to pee and they there's a to... urinal feature, they just get to go in there in the port john They don't have to fucking touch anything. They just have no. to they just have to pee in their little urinal and go on their merry way. They don't have to open the flap and stare into everybody else's shit. <laughs> TMI? Too much, guys. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. And then you like, have to, like, squat. And then, like, you're trying to, like, carefully if you're and if it's the summertime and you're using the urinal and you're wearing like flip-flops that you don't want like you're you know you're trying to watch where you put your feet where you step and then like you're putting down like your your shorts and your quackings and you don't want that touching the fucking porta bottle and the porta john and you're like trying to squat and you're in a romper <laughs> uh, and then there's probably no toilet paper in the porta john you know there's never toilet paper if there is, it's all like crumpled. Other people have touched it already. <laughs> oh, so gross. It is the worst. Oh, man. I remember like when we did Bonnaroo, which was in Tennessee, the music festival, we would pee like near our cars so we could avoid going to the portage. <laughs> did we do that? That's so savage. I know I did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they want to play our podcast on our radio. What? <laughs> I don't think the FCC approves of this content. <laughs> All right. We're going to close this episode out with two recent Azores travel stories. One being from my mom who was just there. And then, Kelly, you can go first with yours. It's a friend of your mom that just yeah, traveled she's a friend from, of- from the Azores. Yeah. So you know how we've always mentioned how the Azores is safe? <laughs> And it is. And it is. It is. Like, I. it is, of course. Plenty of times we've slept with, like, the doors unlocked. Like, it's definitely a safe place. 
So I died yesterday <laughs> when my mom, her friend of hers went to Sitta Island and she is, she has a house, she has a house there and everything. So she goes like every summer. So my mom is like, she's, oh, she just came back. She's so upset. Like I was asking her how the trip was and she was like in tears and she was like, oh my God, like something must have happened. What happened? Like what, what, like, what happened? And her jewelry. <laughs> Like, I feel so bad, but her jewelry got stolen. Like, her mishkote, she's had like two mishkote, like a ring, earrings, like whatever, you know, like the Portuguese, your Portuguese traditional jewelry got stolen. <laughs> and I only laughed. And I'm only laughing because she's telling me this. And then my dad kind of comes around the corner. And we were out, like sitting outside. My dad kind of comes around the corner and he already, I guess, knew about the story. And my dad's like, okay, but this story doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. And I'm like, why? Like, it got stolen. And I'm like, mom, where did, where did it get stolen? Like, the airport? Well, like, what, like, what happened? Did someone break in? Like, her house? My mom's like, that's the thing. She doesn't really know. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean she doesn't know? She's like, she doesn't know, like, if she, if, like, it got stolen from the house or, like, if, like, someone took it from, like, she, um, she had packed it on her carry-on bag at least on the way there. So she doesn't know if like someone stole it from like the carry on on the way back. And I'm like, but doesn't she remember if she packed it or not? <laughs> That's like the question. Like if it would still be at home, if she didn't pack it with her. And like, that told me and my dad are like, something doesn't add up. <laughs> unless, unless she's like one of those Portuguese people who packs like a week before you're leaving. You know what I mean? Right. And she like, packed it up at home put it in her mala at home but then like didn't leave for like a week <laughs> do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. they're yep. just trying to be prepared they're just trying to be early i'm assuming obviously it got stolen i'm assuming it's from the airport that's more chance i always know like with carry-ons people like grabbing stuff from carry-ons you think it's you think they're grabbing stuff from their personal carry-on but you don't know at the end of the day if it is or not I, and then so my mom has like, a, I guess, a similar bracelet like of her own, my mom's own personal jewelry. And I guess she's got a similar bracelet. So my mom's friend wants to take a picture of my mother's bracelet <laughs> so she can like send it to whoever out there to sit. Like, I don't know if it's like family members or or her like her neighbor or something like that to like go to like, I don't know if they have like. I'm not, I don't want to say porn, it's not porn store, it's porn shops. <laughs> if they have, like, I don't know if they have those out there, but she wants to see if, like, anyone's, like, trying to sell, like, her jewelry again, like, trying to resell her jewelry. And I always yeah. think the worst of people. So, where did my head go when you told me that? I was like, no, she's going to take a picture of your mom's jewelry. And then she's going to take that to the police and she's going to be like, this woman stole my jewelry. This is what it looks like. And then she's going to get your mom implicated for. For stealing her jewelry. I don't even know this lady, so I'm <laughs> sorry, but no, it's fine. It probably most likely it did get stolen, but I'm like, what if she just forgot and it's like in her house in Tisera and she just forgot about the bot like her jewelry. She like left the she like just forgot to pack it. So then when she goes there next summer, maybe it'll be there waiting for her. <laughs> you probably have more probability that like a cow stuck his head in through the window <laughs> and like ate the jewelry than a thief coming in and taking it 
Right. That's why I'm like, I don't think it would have gotten like stolen per se there. But like at an airport, yeah, what could. So many different people are traveling in and out of an airport. I think that there is a very well-appointed kagar (laughs) (laughs) flying around Trisera right now. The night seagull flew through the window, found himself some human treasures. His name is Scuttle. Do you think it has like the mushkota on his like feather on his like leg? His two little front legs? (laughs) Yes. If any type of animal has her jewelry, then that makes me happy. (laughs) You know that. (laughs) I'll I'll always side with animals. All right, so my mom had a little bit of an experience on her travel back from the Azores as well. And flight prices are so ridiculous right now. Like they used to always fly direct. They can't fly direct anymore because the price is like three times what it was like two years ago. And I'm blaming I'm blaming Instagram. <laughs> it's making it so popular. Um, it's it's the effect of our podcast. <laughs> Even with a stop, the flights are more expensive than they used to be. So she had to stop in Tercera on the way there. She's not <laughs> going to be implicated in this jewelry theft. Okay. The heist. So she stopped in Tercera on the way there. And when she bought the ticket, she didn't realize like the flight lands in Tercera at like 11 p.m. And then her flight mm-hmm. out was supposed to be at like 6 a.m. the next morning. And she's like, oh, I'll just like, I'll just sit in the airport for a few hours. And she didn't realize that they closed the airport down. At midnight, they actually closed the airport. She's like, what do I do? And she was like asking her like travel agent because like she still uses those. They were saying like, oh, sometimes people will literally just rent a car with no intention of ever leaving the airport. And they would just use it as a place where you can go. And once you get kicked out of the airport, you just go sit in your rental car for five hours and then you go back to the airport. And she's like, "Okay, I guess that's an option. But then we have an uncle who lives in Trisera and he lives right near the airport. And he's like, I'll come pick you up and it's fine. And then they just went and like partied at like a fashta at like midnight. And then they just stayed at a fashta party until their flight. Like they just <laughs> didn't go to bed. I'm like, this lifestyle is not for me. Like my parents no. just living their best freaking life. I would definitely just rent a car and stay <laughs> and not move. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Like, I'm too tired to try to figure out travel arrangements for a night. <laughs> no. So anyways, that was on her way there. On her way back, they had to flight through New York. She decided that when she was in Ponte Delgada in the city, right before she was going to go to the airport, she goes moseying along through the shops and she finds this little like Portuguese jam and she wants to buy this little jar of jam and take it back. She's asking the woman if she's going to be able to take it on the airplane. The woman's like, yep, this is the right the right one you can take this on the airplane it's no big deal she packages it up all nice for her to put in her luggage okay all good my mom tries going through security at Ponce Delgada airport PDL and they take it from her and they're like no it's too big it's not the right size you can't bring this jar of jam onto your flight she's like fine so she loses a jar of jam she gets through security and now they're selling these same jars of jam same size same everything (laughs) duty-free in the airport and she's like okay well i'm already through security and now these are like the airport approved ones that i can take even though it's the same fucking thing so like she's annoyed but she's like whatever so now 
because it's not like as risky because like the first time she bought the jam it was a little risky she wasn't sure if it was going to be able to go through on the airplane or not so she only bought one so now with that risk eliminated she's like well now i could just buy like a few of these i'll buy four to give away as gifts so to, to take home to my family so she <laughs> buys four jams now of the same jar of jam it better be some good jam she gets I, I like what could it be is a little some kind of marmalada i don't know she gets onto the plane with it because she bought it in the airport no big deal she lands in new york at jfk and now you have to clear customs at the first place you land in the u.s so not at your final destination so she's going through customs now in new york she has a flight to catch home with a really short layover they hung up on the jams they hung up on the jams her four jars of jam that she's bringing ma'am like you can't bring this through blah blah blah. and she's trying to like yes i can i bought at the airport blah blah blah, whatever they were gonna either take her into a separate room or like make her go back into another line check in a different bag whatever it was and she was like i don't have time for that because i'm like on a clock here i need a sprint to catch my flight she almost didn't make the flight oh my god because of these fucking jams but she had to abandon the jams in order to (laughs) to catch her flight because they wouldn't let her through with them. So she's negative five jars of jam. <laughs> negative five jars of jam. She bought five separate jars of jam and not one of them made it home with her. <laughs> oh my God, five jams could not make it to the United States. Well, sort of, four of them made it to the United States, but not past customs. So, like, what do they do with that shit when they take I was it, right? just going to ask, do you think they keep it for themselves? Okay, so I was thinking they keep it for themselves, like, but at Ponce Delgada, like, they're taking that jam and they're just, like, going and putting it on the shelf in the, yeah. the airport when she probably bought the same jar of jam that they took from her. <laughs> they probably just went and put it on the shelf. Oh, yeah. They're just restocking the shelves. <laughs> Right, they, they take like the jam coach. and then they just bring it over to the other side, duty free. You just <laughs> buy back your own jam that you just lost. But now in the states, what do you think they do? They definitely just take it home. Probably, he's like, "Oh, this would be good for like my 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 grandmother would like this. My grandmother loves jams. <laughs> and my grandmother might like this foreign jam. Let me let me bring it home to her." What do they do with that? Because you know how like when you have lost luggage, like there's like a place where like all the lost luggage goes, like <laughs> if it's unclaimed. Yeah. There's like a, a warehouse in like Texas or some shit and like all the suitcases go there and people like bid on them and you can go there and you could just buy people's suitcases full of shit from the unclaimed <laughs> luggage claim. <laughs> it's like storage wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What if you just like you don't care about the stuff inside, but you like the suitcase? You're like, oh, that's an away bag. I'm, I, I want that. Right. <laughs> Screw this shit inside. So the stuff that they confiscate, do they? Is there like a place that it goes? Like seized goods? Where Where are they going? That's a good question. I wonder if any of our listeners may know. <laughs> who's Who's eating a- my mom's <laughs> jam right now for breakfast? Where is that jam? And then your poor mom, didn't she come back and she had like COVID or something, right? Or She, she did. Sick? She got yeah. COVID from out there. So she had to test when she got back because she was symptomatic. And like a bunch of people, I guess, in the village were talking about people having COVID. And she didn't want to see visit my grandmother if she had it. So she tested and she she had COVID. 
So she goes out there. <laughs> Not only is she five jars down, <laughs> and she gets sick. And then poor thing, like so. Then she's trying to explain to people why she doesn't have like a gift for them because she always like buys like a little trinket and like brings it back for people. And so she's trying to explain like, oh, like sorry, your jam is a JFK. <laughs> sorry. Oh, I don't. Thank God I don't really do that trend of like buying gifts. I used to. I used to always get like my mom, my dad, my brother something. And I still would at least get my parents something because they would watch my dog for me. But now that there's no, I know, RIP. Now that there's no no more dog, I kind of don't. But like, I'll still bring some type of snack. Like Savannah, I brought like pralines back for my dad, even though he's diabetic and shouldn't have that. So I'll bring like some type of snack, but I won't go like crazy and be like, I'm going to get this. Like I need to get, like how they do for the trips to the Azores. Like they always have to get all the like these gifts for people. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting stuck at customs. <laughs> no, for the Azores, I feel like it's different because like they're bringing it back to people who have a tie are, to the Azores and are from right. there. So it's like you're bringing back something that has like like a memory or like yeah, Sudan's attached to it, you know? Yeah. Instead of it just being like a trinket from a place they've never visited. You know what I mean? Yeah. I buy all the shit that I used to groan about when my grandmother would go and she'd bring me back a trinket. She'd bring me back like a a dish towel that said a yeah. on it. And I'd be like, Vival, what am I going to do with this? Like when I was in like college and stuff. Like, Thank you, Vival. Another, <laughs> another towel that says a on it. And I, and I would like hide it in like in the cabinet. It would never get used. I wasn't going to like put that out. You know, I was trying to be American at the time. <laughs> and then... Now I go there and I'm like, oh, this is a really cute hand towel. <laughs> it's like with all the islands on it. <laughs> Look at this beautiful hortensia. <laughs> My mom has so much of that stuff, which I'm sure will get just passed down to me. <laughs> exactly. That tablecloth, the hand towels, little like trinkets to hang up, all like the religious stuff. <laughs> That's what you get when you go out there. What else are you going to bring back? You can't risk the jam. <laughs> it's too risky. I don't know how she got caught with the jam, though, because like I brought back full-ass bottles of liqueur <laughs> from the winery in my luggage. So was the jam with her or was the jam in her luggage? It must have been in her carry-on. Okay, so maybe that's why she got more. Because that's the same. Like when I went to, came back from Mexico, I had tequila in my suitcase. Yeah, like why didn't you, I think if she had just put this in her checked bag, it would have avoided all of it. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But by the time she was buying the jam at the, the airport, <laughs> she had probably already checked her bag. I'm assuming so. Yeah, that jam couldn't have gone. But like the first jam should have gone in the checked bag. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> If you listen to this, mummy, (laughs) lesson learned. Everything you're just trying to hide from the airport, you always just put it in your check bag bag and hope they're not going to search it. (laughs) And and I'm sure they're just so used to bringing, like, you know, they used to bring back fish and cheeses and meat. So it's like, do they still think that's what you can do? Like, I don't know. Do they still have the mindset that they can do that still? I mean... In her defense, if you're buying it at the airport, you think that like you're okay. okay. Yes, you know agree I mean? with that. Yep, I would. I would have agreed with your mom on that one. I'd been like, "Yo, I just bought it at your airport." 
we'll let you on the plane with this, but <laughs> you ain't coming off with it. That's for sure. No. Kind it's a closed jar container. Like, let it in. It's fine. It's jam. <laughs> There's no drugs in it. You can even open one and like stick your finger in it if you want to taste it. <laughs> so lesson learned. Hide your jams in your checked bag. Carry your jewelry with you. Even better, wear it while you're at the airport. <laughs> hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your jams. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Oh, I hope you guys are enjoying our new Monday episodes to get you through the week. And we have our normal Tuesday episodes scheduled as well. Tomorrow's episode, you're going to learn a little bit about the inventor of the lobotomy. Oh, so excited. (laughs) I love when you speak Portuguese. Our video episodes are up on YouTube at Folk and Fad. And leave us a review. Leave us any comments on YouTube. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Tell your friends. Tell your family. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.